0: Um, here we go. We got the first one. Tito Fi is up and running. <laughs> My Insta people are. Already... I see Facebook is trying to connect. So we'll have a moment um, while Facebook gets on. Zibello, salamu alaikum. All right. I think we'll go ahead and start since we promised 10 o'clock and I love to stick to time. Hopefully, those on Facebook will hop on soon, insha'Allah. So assalamu alaikum good morning everyone jazakum allahu khairan for joining us um, with me today like i promised you is my husband
1: assalamu alaikum my name is Everybody. Alhamdulillah,
0: so thank you so much, I'm really excited that you joined me today. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, since that video you did went viral, there's been a lot of talk of um, us going into polygamy, and um, obviously I'll have a private discussion with those people. <laughs> However, the reason why I felt we would have this um, discussion today and how I had to bring out my big guns, I had to ask for backup, is it's good to have a man's perspective when it comes to this. I know some people are wondering, like, okay, you guys aren't into you are not running a polygamous relationship. So where do you come off telling us how it should be? Well, the good thing is that um, we have guidelines that have been set in black and white about how a polygamous marriage should be. So even if you've never been married, you can go back to our religious books, you can go to the Sunnah and see how we as Muslims are meant to live as a polygamous couple or a polygamous family with one another. So um, the first question though, and the gentleman who sent this in a couple of days ago, was handling polygamous family, the setup, and the way or a system that a man can be on top or in charge. So I promise you we'll come back to that, inshallah, as we go along. But before we go that deep, um, I think it's important we go into the why of polygamy in the first place. Why are we allowed to get into polygamous relationships? And I don't know if you want to start.
1: Well, first and foremost, I'd like to give a little background. Mm-hmm. I am a product of Um, I'm the eldest of uh, 26 children. And uh, my experience in that setting, there were very, very good, beneficial experiences coming out of polygamy. And there were were those that were not very good experiences uh, in that polygamy setting. And secondly, uh, Islam did not introduce polygamy. Polygamy had been in existence in the Arabian Peninsula, way before the advent of Islam, as it has been existing in the African setting also. Now, going to the question Merlion asked as to why am I not in a polygamy? Well, first and foremost, it's important we understand the rights and responsibilities of one husband and one wife. Once you get that down and you are able to fulfill that responsibility, then there is a need, then you realize you are able, you are capable, you have the capacity, you have the financial withdrawal, you have the knowledge um, to marry a second or even a third wife. Then you look into that. But remember, polygamy, when, during the time of Rasulullah, <inaudible> when it was formally introduced and the guidelines set, it was about compassion and justice. And what prompted those uh, marriages were for the extra ma- wives that Rasulullah encouraged other Muslims to look into had to do with the casualties of war. When uh, we had, we had martyrs in Islam during these wars and of course... A lot dying. of widows. Uh, we had a lot of widows. Yeah. And Rasulullah, to avoid any social crisis, any breakdown, Uh, women needing support economically, and in a way also fulfilling the acts of Ibadah. So it was both social, political, economic, and religious uh, when these polygamies were entered into during the time of Suryodhana. Now, if we're to fast forward to our period right now, there are issues to do with the ratio between men and women, and there are complaints that there are more women than there are men. Now, if that is our reality, there is most certainly a need for men of means, of intellect, of knowledge, to consider polygamy, but to do it within the prescribed guidelines set by Rasulullah Again, to remember that, remember the rights of women in our marriage. Yeah. Um, when people ask, maryam and I, about polygamy and why she is not allowing me to marry uh, another wife or two. Interestingly enough, throughout our marriage, it was about four or five years ago, that Marian considered asking me to marry a second wife. And I didn't know she had that thought in mind until, I mean, this came out during a counseling session with a brother who was considering marrying a second wife and we were pleading with him to let the first wife know put her in the picture, involve her in the proceedings, so on and so forth and that was when she said, did you know I almost considered asking S-E to marry a second wife? I That blew me away because that was the first time I was hearing about it mm-hmm. and I, I was stunned and I looked at her and I asked her what? Who? And she said, well, it doesn't matter anymore because the woman had already gotten married. So to this day, I really don't know who she wanted to ask me to consider marrying. But after the brother left, uh, I called him, Mario, and I said, you know, um, these are my experiences of polygamy. I resi- realized a long time ago that I'm not uh, wired so to speak, in lack of a better word, uh, to be good. Okay, you said you need to increase your volume. Okay, Somebody um, mentioned that. Yeah. I'm not wired to be a, a husband with more than one wife because of the attention I've dedicated in being the right husband for my wife. And the time and energy to educate, to enlighten, to guide, to encourage, to inspire her took a lot of my time and energy Now, to see myself replicating that after the kind of bond, the kind of relationship we've been able to develop over the years, I truly felt I'll be doing this wife a disservice. Because I felt to have to bring her in this late along the game, so to speak, uh, wouldn't be fair. Mariam and I have developed a relationship, a friendship, a method of communication. I mean, we could laugh, the two of us can laugh across a room without uttering a word. That's how effective a communication system we've developed. So I didn't find it realistically possible to bring someone in this late in the marriage. That's number one. Number two, I didn't think... I would be fair to the second wife because I would have to give her the same kind of attention I gave Miriam. And being this far along in years, having already expended so much energy, He's I wasn't turning 60. sure. I didn't ask you to Old man. I Old man. I wasn't sure <laughs> if I'd be able to replicate what I did with Miriam. Third is um, my involvement with my children. Um, for those of you who who got a little... With of the video, um, when I talked about being involved in the birthing classes uh, for six weeks and some money and miss, and I had notes, and I was involved right from that stage of the pregnancy, watching how her body's changing, uh, um, the emotional ups and downs, and the pains in the ankles and the back, and so on and so forth. Um, and then all the way to the night the water broke, taking her to the Volume. hospital, and... Um, Doing all those things, um, for for Miriam and the child, for the birth of the two boys, again I felt, can I do that again with another wife? Would I be able to dedicate the time and the energy and the effort again, the same way I did with Miriam and my two sons? So the issue of justice, the issue of equity, the issue of fairness was very high. In my mind and that those you factor all these things in um, it kind of really didn't make it attractive for me because I worry a lot about meeting Allah and being just to my wives should I go ahead and have a second wife so um, Forgive me, I'm talking a bit low, so I'll try and increase the volume as much as I can. Yes. But that is, those are the considerations I had to uh, look into before making a decision. And if I were to marry a second wife, in all honesty, it'll be a joint effort. It'll be between Miriam and myself sitting down, first of all, analyzing why it is necessary. And then secondly... Um, agreeing on the kind of uh, structure we're going to have in place and, and third, to make sure there is effective communication and fourth, to make sure my wife-to-be is to some degree as knowledgeable as Mariam is and the fifth, to make sure there is good, effective communication between all three of us, myself, Marian, and this possible or potential wife-to-be. So these would have been the steps I would have taken if I were to consider marrying a second wife. So marrying would be part and parcel of this uh, from beginning to, to the end. Yeah. Why? Because that terminology called uh, uh, akishya is something that I think is negative in its connotation and it creates this division or this rivalry that yeah. need not be. Exactly. Um, There's a gentleman who's a brother of mine, uh, Malum uh, Idris Hayati Dean, and he sent me a quote. And he said, polygamy is not about a man having extra wives. It's about each woman having a husband. Uh, And I sent the quote to Mariam. Mariam came to me and said, I'd like to adjust that quote. And I'd like you to hear from her what the little amendment is that she made to that particular quote?
0: Yeah, that um, a woman would want to know that she has her husband. You may have multiple wives, but when I, if I'm in a polygamous relationship, I want to know when he's with me. He makes me feel good. He doesn't give me the impression that I need to impress him um, or I need to outdo what the other wife is doing. Um, this thing, like um, Saeed mentioned about kishia, um, your, your rival, basically, mm-hmm. before you even get into it, the, you say, ah, ina de kishia, or, which is in Hausa, that I have a co-wife. Um, there's a term I came across recently which I loved, which is a sister wife. And... Um, it's something that at least makes you go in with the mindset that you're going to meet a sister. And there's a brother of ours in Abuja who got married not long ago, about a year ago, and I loved everything he did in the process. And I think what Saeed is referring to that I would be involved in the whole process can save a lot of problems. Um, The gentleman who was asking, how do we set up a system So that we can, you know, the man can be on top or in charge. From the very beginning, involve your spouse. If before you got married, you had said that you are going to go into polygamy and the wife is aware from the onset that this is an option that's on the table, it helps. So, discuss if you're not married, discuss issues to do with polygamy beforehand. Mm Sometimes because of certain things that come up which were not expected all in Allah's plans. Uh, maybe you weren't able to conceive a child. Uh, in those kind of cases, obviously, um, some people look at adoption, but others feel, look, I want to have my own blood. And then it, it's, it comes up, but it wasn't planned ahead of time. But I think it's really important to carry the spouse along and make sure she is aware. Um, I mentioned this gentleman, and when he was sharing with me later on how by the time the wedding came, um, the first wife gave him a spa treatment um, and sewed his clothes. For him, that he would wear on the wedding day and freshened him up before he stepped out of the door. Um, she was truly involved, and I think if you do it right and you carry the spouse along and you communicate, how will this relationship be? Sadly, what causes a lot of problems is the resentment that the woman feels in how it was handled. Um, yeah, you want to say and something? A lot
1: of it is driven by culture, yeah, not by knowledge of the religion. Um, and the guidance uh, given to us on how to conduct um, being in a polygamy. Now, the gentleman asked, Marian, the question was, how would he be in charge? Now, that word in itself, (laughs) I would say, how would you work in a better partnership, a good partnership between you, not with just one wife, with all your wives? Because it is a partnership and to be knowledgeable to always keep learning and sharing and it's not a one-way street where it's the man always teaching the women the women can also teach the man marim and i have gotten to that stage where i used to be the teacher for quite some time and alhamdulillah today she has gotten to the level where i am a student some of the time so um that is that is that is something that i what would like us all to aspire to, both men and women. Men that want to be knowledgeable and educated and teaching their women and women who are interested in rising to the level that the men want them to rise to because that is what would give you excellent communication. You are all going to be on the same wavelength, same frequency. Yeah. And that is necessary, not just between you and one wife if you happen to be in a polygamous setting, but you and all your wives, and insha'Allah, all your wives amongst themselves also communicate well. Um, Sorry, important. I'll cut you short because
0: yeah. there was a comment that just came mm. where someone said, don't forget, sometimes it's the men that are not capable of conceiving. And that's true, sometimes it's not the woman, actually it is the man. And there are obviously some options. Um, But the key thing is don't make her feel bad that she's done something wrong. I know um, someone who thought that it was the wife uh, divorced the wife. Eventually she went, she got married again and she had a child immediately. No, so no. those are definitely certain things that clearly show, you know, it was the man who was not able to. However, yes, she has a point there.
1: And, and I, I caught a comment, which I've been approached by many people to discuss. And it has to do with the rise of feminism. Yeah. And I want brothers to understand why this is happening. If we step away from the guidelines of Rasulullah in what we are supposed to extend to our sisters, in kindness, in compassion, in justice, in respect, in appreciation, in support, in motivation, in inspiring them, um, we will have some that will react to the other extreme. And feminism is really not going to benefit the sisters at all. But what needs to be done is men need to step up and live up to their responsibilities yes. as, as dictated as specified in the Holy Quran and based the on the guidance provided to us by the son of Amir Muhammad yeah. So we need to address this issue. There is a lot of anger by women, but I would like to implore to the sisters that the issue is not make it an us versus them kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. That's not going to work because we need each other to survive and to continue to procreate and keep the world going. Mm-hmm. So men shouldn't adopt this mentality of superiority and put women down and we need to just uplift the women. Yeah. Um, the one thing I focus and I really put a lot of energy in in our marriage is to raise Miriam as high as I can possibly raise her. And so that we are... You know, we're equals. Um, uh, but when I know has, you're the head of yeah, the household. everybody has his own responsibility. Her knowledge clearly uh, let, informed her of what my role and responsibilities are supposed to be. So does my reading on that particular area. But I needed her not to be someone that is beneath me. Why? Women are the first teachers of our children. They are the first schools for our children. They are the ones to raise the good men and good women of the future. Imagine me constantly denigrating, disrespecting, and putting my wife down. What message am I sending to my son's And daughters, unfortunately, I don't have a daughter, but you know. um, uh, So these are areas where we as men need to really rise up. Whether you are in a monogamy or in a polygamy, respecting the rights of women is fundamentally important. Marriage is about compassion and justice. Rasulullah said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the best of you are those who are best to their wives. And he went to say, and I'm the best amongst you. So, mistreating women, denigrating women, and looking at polygamy, and I need to make this point. Polygamy is not about satisfying passions. It isn't. Like I earlier stated, it has socioeconomic, political, even religious Reasons to be embarked into and to make sure one does it within the guidelines of the Quran and the Sunnah of Prophet Muhammad. Knowledge is crucial because Abu Dawood, in one of the hadiths that he narrated, narrated, Mm -hmm. said, A man who marries two wives and is not just to either one of them will be awake and resurrected on the day of judgment with half his body paralyzed. paralyzed. Some people said rotten. rotten yes. This is before even the hisab begins. This is before the questioning begins. So it is not something that we as men should take lightly. Culture and tradition aside, we are not going to be judged based on culture exactly. and tradition. We're going to be judged based on the guidelines given to us in the Holy Quran and the Sunnah of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam.
0: Yeah. So um, I don't know if Maria yeah. wants to. Uh, um, while you were speaking, I was reading some of the comments, yeah. and um, a lady said, uh, "Sometimes the manner with which they find out, um, you know, because they are not carried along, is what causes resentment." And I know a personal friend of mine found out that her husband had gotten another wife on Facebook. She literally just saw the wedding pictures there and talk about really a shocker. Um, It just shatters your self-esteem because you're thinking, you know, how could this be? And they have about seven children together already. And so you can imagine how it would feel to her? And how would she hide those emotions from the kids? Because we always say, rise above. Don't bring the kids into the battlefield. Don't let them know that there is conflict between you. But talking about children, I think um, we've got, we talk about how important it is when you are in a polygamous family that you make sure the children get along with one another. Now, I'll share a story with you, which um, we and my friends all are aware of, of, a mutual friend of ours wanted to get married to this lady and he asked his wife if it's okay and she gave him her, uh, his, her permission. So he now went to meet this lady and told her that he wanted to get married to her and she said, what does your wife think? And he said, she has given me permission. She said, can I ask her? He said, yes. So she did. And the wife said, I give you my blessing. I was so moved and touched by... This honorable woman who had this kind of courage and dignity of, you know, not only um, giving permission, but the lady coming in asking for permission, this thing to do with you that are coming, you are the guest, um, who hopefully will come and add value to the relationship, but respect what is already there, respect the culture that's already been built. Then what was interesting during the courtship period, they getting to know you period, the first wife. This was before the wedding, would come and visit her at home and bring the children. And as the relationship got stronger, she would actually leave the kids to spend the night there and she would be helping them with lessons. Honestly, till today, that thing still moves me. I'm like, this is how you do it right. Honor the person who is already there and make them feel respected, that you are not no longer, you know, used or <laughs> a tokumbo and now I want somebody fresh, somebody new, the fairest of them all. But You honor her for being the mother of your children, your wife, she was the first love, and this and that. So I just wanted to clarify, it's the how. A lot of women will not rebel. Someone also asked this question, what if the wife absolutely refuses? Um, Obviously, yes, it is sunnah, but you know what you can live with. And if you know you cannot live with it, no matter what happens, it's your choice to make the next move. Um, That is your decision. And then at the same time for the man, you have to also try involve family members that you would say, look, these are the reasons why. And there has to be a convincing reason. I think one of the biggest things that really bothers me is why some people go into polygamy. I remember someone actually said to my husband, "Um, you should go into polygamy because what's so great is you can have a different woman every night. Or
1: every other night. Every Every other other night or whatever. Yeah, And this is where the advice was specifically given to us that it should not be about satisfying passions. Exactly. Women are not objects or tools, they're human beings and we need to recognize that. And we should not treat them as such. And the moment we treat women that way, let's not be surprised when someone treats our daughters the same way, because there's a price to pay for that kind of attitude. Yeah. And it also leads to the issue of the feminism that I talk, touched upon earlier where women become resentment because they turn into sexual objects, objects which they shouldn't. And glorified housewives. Yes, and glorified right? housewives. And when I said having the means to be able to, have, to, 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 to properly, to practice polygamy properly, if we're to follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi each wife was basically given its own accommodations, it's her, their own. Own, her own house Mm-hmm. Now, if you can't afford that, the ideal thing to do is even if it is within one particular house, you separate them, you give each person their privacy. And we shouldn't be using traditional or cultural methods to practice polygamy. Yeah. We should strictly follow exactly. the guidelines specified in the Holy Quran mm-hmm. and the Sunnah of Prophet Muhammad. So Muhammad so. so. yeah. Mariam talked about um, not informing a friend. I mean, not informing the first wife, being resentful. All of that comes from communication. What kind of situation were you in? Even if you disagree, did you sit down to say, I think the solution to this problem is for me to marry a second wife, and you should have a discussion. The other thing that crossed my mind as Marion was talking is the ego and the pride that both men and women tend to exhibit during these particular situations. Whereby, who is she? Why should I bother explaining things to her? After all, I'm the husband. But you want to coexist peacefully. Mm -hmm. So why not make the extra effort to communicate and to be understood? Same with the woman who is the existing wife. Um, A little humility, honestly, doesn't hurt. It goes a long way. And in fact, as both men and women, we will be rewarded for being humble. And it is important we do not get carried away by either friends or relatives inciting us not to accept it, or male friends who are urging you, edging you along to marry a second wife, because you've allowed them to interfere in your private affairs. We have to be extremely careful. What's the intention of the friend talking to you? What's the intention of the sister talking to you, the wife, or the friend talking to you, the wife? Do they mean well for you? When these situations occur and there is a stalemate, it's either you go to a very knowledgeable, learned person who would hear your issues in confidence and advise you in the best manner, or you both sit down, assign each other some studying material, read, and then come and have a family, Islamic yeah. family circle, yeah. and truly discuss the issues you, are, you have. Why? Mariam is my sutura, and I am her sutura. Garment, right? I am her garment, as, as she is my garment. Mariam does not want me in any way, shape, or form to commit a sin and offend Allah. Same applies to me when it comes to her. Now, if we are in a union and we understand that and we do love each other and we care about each other, we most certainly would not want either one of us to be on the wrong side of Allah. That's what part of marriage is. And when you go back to the definition of marriage, when Rasulullah said, Getting married is fulfilling. Have your Iman. That really makes it heavy. Aggregate all your acts of Ibadah and fulfilling the obligations of marriage fulfills half your Iman. That's with one wife, brothers. Then talk about two, talk about three, talk about four. It isn't a joke, it's a serious issue. Being knowledgeable, being aware of the rights and responsibilities is necessary and it is important excuse me it is important that you educate your wife or wives because there's another hadith where Rasulullah said the man is like the shepherd of his flock whatever direction he goes they follow Mm -hmm. you lead them in the right direction they go you and them go in the right direction and of course you get rewarded for it You lead them in the wrong direction. And what I've seen in some polygamies where the women aren't educated, the man doesn't care to educate them. It's a house full of envy, jealousy, rivalry. Hatred. And hatred. It doesn't stop with just the wives. Mm -hmm. It extends to to the children. children. Mm -hmm. And here is the real sad Story. story. When the time comes and you depart this world, you pray that those children remember you in your dua and keep asking Allah to forgive you. But if you left them in a state of disarray, in a state of disagreement, in a state of anger, envy, and jealousy and hatred, take a moment and think, would you really benefit from any positive dua from them? Exactly. So, like You're they're right. waiting you, for you to die to some get your are, inheritance. Some are actually more interest in you kicking the bucket, yeah. and than them getting whatever they're going to get from yeah. uh, any inheritance. So uh, I, I just want to beg my brothers: read, yeah. study, read. Don't take somebody's word. And don't listen to friends. Don't listen, uh, with all due respect, as much as your friends love you, I always say this, the day yeah. you're buried and mm-hmm. they sent you in the wrong direction, nobody's going to lay in that grave with you. Excellent. Come judgment, day, they won't stand before Allah and say, oh, forgive Abdullah because I encourage him to do that when he has his own issues to deal with. So this is where I have kind of uh, anchored my, sh- my, my ship um, I am accountable ultimately. Not my friends, not my relatives, not by, not by culture, not by tradition, but by my faith. So t- for me to be able to be comfortable, I need to be knowledgeable. Yeah. And for me to be able to communicate and we get along well, my wife or wives, for those of us who are in a polygamy, need to also be knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So it is important that we give the women the status that they deserve, and I assure you, you will get the same in return from them. It's, it's, it's natural. My wife likes to quote this saying, about the heart and he who is... Yeah,
0: the Prophet ﷺ had said that the heart has been created in a way that he loves those who show kindness towards it. It loves those who show kindness towards it and dislikes those who cause it pain. Imagine, this is how Allah has designed us with our hearts in such a way that um, it has been pre-programmed to love those who show kindness towards it and dislike those who cause it pain. So naturally, if you cause your spouse pain, your, the, her heart or his heart will dislike you. It's a natural emotion. While you were speaking, um, there's a lady who has been shouting, please answer me, please answer me. And she was saying, what if you are a woman who has helped your spouse build him up financially until he's on his feet, until he's now wealthy, and then he pays you back by marrying a second wife. Sadly, that is obviously a reality. It happens, and we know so many cases like that. And it's really unfortunate um, that these people do things the wrong way. Um, often for the wrong reasons, but again, if this person was God conscious, if this person followed the method with which it's done, it wouldn't be as painful. And we've shared, obviously, the various ways of doing it. Somebody also mentioned that if you do the maths, it means 12.5 for each wife. Again, no, that is not correct. 100% 100%, 100% percent out, of exactly. you is mine when mine when, when you, you are out. with me. Yes. So don't make me feel that because I'm competing with anybody for your love. No. My heart goes out to you completely and your heart is mine. That should be the mentality of our men when they go into polygamy. Um, let me not feel that I'm trying to outshine my, my sister wife. Let me not feel that I'm trying to show off. And again, I also want to Give a word of caution to my sisters who are in polygamous relationships. Don't show off pictures of things you do with your spouse to get your other co-wives to be envious of you. You guys are going to die and go and leave the children in a big mess. Don't show pictures of your children doing things that you know this spouse doesn't do with the other one. It's so important you do not advertise your life to create envy or jealousy. It's not going to help. And one day you will all be dead and gone, and you're going to leave a big mess behind. So carry the children along, try and make sure they play with each other. What I love about the polygamy I grew up in is my dad made sure that we were always going to my stepmom's house, sleeping at her house and she was very very kind and loving to my brother and I and she pampered us and made us feel good but it created this community between us and our half siblings and when we were very young we were extremely close I mean we did nothing together, nothing apart um, and then my mum when she travelled with us on holiday she would even bring the one in between my older brother and myself, may Allah have mercy on him, he's of late, she would take him along on international trips when she takes us on holiday and that's how it's supposed to be. You come in to add value, don't come in to cause Pettina or trouble. I remember when someone was getting married recently and she was telling me that she's going to be the third wife. I told her if there's any way you can get your family members to escort you before the marriage to go and Honor these women who are there before you. Let them know you're not coming in for trouble. You're not coming in for a fight. Um, She's been married now, I think it's been three years. And the relationship they have, the three of them, gather together and have meetings um, about the family setting and uh, things they want to do, goals for the children, and they take turns babysitting, so this one has me time. I mean, that's how polygamy is meant to be, that, you know, it's a a community, um, there's mutual growth, I look out for you, you look out for me, this one is sick, you take, there's another relationship to which I was just blown away. I happened to be in a car where there were these two ladies in the back seat, and we were going to Kaduna together, and I saw the one who had a new baby had passed her child to the other lady sitting next to her, who was then breastfeeding that baby. And I was like, I don't, I'm not getting this. So it was after we arrived, and I was asking her, I was like, "Sorry, who is the lady who was sitting next to you?" She said, "It's the uwergida. It's the first wife." And she, I think, was number four, and they had had kids not far apart, so she was still a wet nurse. um, You know, still breastfeeding, and that like. I just thought that was so beautiful, you know, that even something so personal as feeding the baby, this one would allow her um, sister wife to do it. It's just how you do it. I think that's really the most important message. I
1: I, I saw an interesting uh, question about courtship. Islam allows courtship. Mariam was introduced to me in 1988. Between 1988 and 1990, all we exchanged were letters yeah. in those days there was no email oh and no, phone calls and phone calls yeah. exactly mm. um, I didn't see Miriam until 1990 and that was then under supervision yeah uh, she was chaperoned when she comes to the house uh, we have to meet in a place where there were people we were not left alone
0: we were always in the living room we were always in the for living room for people to come so and walk we, past we, we,
1: we, we, we've seen each other physically uh, was about three months, yeah. and then the following year we got married. So courtship under Islamic guidelines is acceptable uh, prior to marriage, but you have to observe because shaitan is always there, and there's a possibility of you, you know, being misled. So you want to avoid that by all means, but yes, courtship is allowed, but within a specific Guidelines as yeah. stipulated in Islam.
0: Mm. Don't give too much on that because we have another one we're doing together okay. about courtship Se- for the singles, all the singles out secondly, there. Secondly, <laughs> yeah.
1: Secondly, we do have a problem in how clergy mm-hmm. tends to want to mm-hmm. explain mm-hmm. and interpret mm-hmm. religion, and unfortunately, unfortunately, it is male biased and anytime they quote that verse in the Quran which is An-Nisa, this chapter 4 verse 3, about you can marry two, three, or four, but if you cannot be just amongst them, stay with one, rarely is that second half explained or narrated when that particular verse is being if there's a hutubah on it And we need to be sincere about these things. Because one thing we're failing to recognize, when society starts to collapse, a lot of it boils down to how we, the men, choose to conduct affairs, particularly how we relate with the women and not empowering them to raise the future leaders of tomorrow. So we need to reflect on that. We need to think about that and a lot of these crises would be averted if we the men empower the women to be to play the role and a very important role that it is if we let them we empower them to play that role as they should so i do have concerns in that regard on how the scholars the clergy tend to want to just favor the rights of the man over the woman. When you recognize the rights that the women have, believe you me, it'll sober you up. Yeah. You will be cautious and Rasulullah has said in so many ways, you know, the best among you are those who are best of their wives and I'm the best amongst you. No, yeah. uh, even polygamy and marriage, it's about compassion and justice. It's reiterated so many times. But we tend to forget that, we tend to just sideline it and I think in our particular case, a lot of it has to do with culture. It's not the religion's fault, it's the culture. Because there are certain Arab countries whereby for you to marry a second wife, you have to go through certain requirements, you have to be certain requirements, including financial ability to maintain a second wife. So they ask you all these things because it's not about bringing someone and keeping them in hardship simply because the Quran says we have the right to marry two, three or four no it's, it's not, not that justice. Mm. please so let's if and I, I am one who would encourage those with the knowledge with the ability with the intellect with the financial ability to Go into poly- polygamy because realistically we do need to have people with more than one wife because of our reality. Mm-hmm. But let's do it right. Mm-hmm. Let's be knowledgeable. Let's 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 have our facts straight, and let's do it right. Insha'Allah, Allah in His mercy. In those areas that we are unable to meet those conditions, Allah in His mercy, knowing our intention. Yeah. Will
0: forgive us. Inshallah. Inshallah. Um, I think we're gonna actually stop now. We are planning to do a marriage course for couples soon. Inshallah, we're working on that, and uh, the details will come out. However, um, I think less is more, so we're gonna stop because there are hundreds and hundreds of questions that have been coming through. Um, we're gonna have a chance to go through the questions, and I promise you, Inshallah, we'll come back to you and share whatever little contribution we can in this um, topic and other topics because I see things to do with singles are also popping up now. So inshallah, we will try our best to come back to you. Um, Sayyid, so, thank you so much for joining me it's in my this pleasure session. You um,
1: as, uh, I hope uh, we've been helpful to a lot of people. Inshallah. And, uh, whatever we may have said wrong, may Allah forgive us.
0: Insha'Allah. Somebody is asking when is the single one. I will send a message and I will give it a title so you will know um, that it's coming. And for those on Insta who are saying, how do we save this? What I would suggest is go on Facebook and um, get it from there because I'm doing simultaneous Facebook and Instagram Instagram Live and the Facebook automatically saves it on my page. So that will give you a chance um, to see the video, insha'Allah. So Jazakumullahu khairan and may Allah grant us the full blessings of this Ramadan, insha'Allah. Thank you so much for watching assalamu alaikum assalamu alaikum